0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project. You're tuned to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. This is a program called Your Time to Shine. And it's all about Reiki and self-love, and it's our pleasure to have the host of this new program to Radio Kidnapper, Celine Harlow, in the hot seat. How are you going, Celine?
1: Hi, I'm going good. How are you?
0: Your Time to Shine. <laughs> That's a great title, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love it.
0: Uh, like I mentioned, the, the program is going to be all about Reiki and self-love. Now, we want to find out a little bit more about you before we talk about Reiki and self-love, but tell us about Your Time to Shine. Where did that title come from?
1: So, it came from my own journey, and um with my Reiki practice, it's all about um, allowing my clients to find their light and allowing to allowing them them to express themselves. Okay, yeah,
0: takes on a bit of a journey. Uh, before you got involved in Reiki, go back a bit further than that, and then <laughs> lead up to how you got involved in um, what might be, I guess, best described as an alternative um, healing <laughs> system.
1: Absolutely. Well, um, so it all started um, maybe five years ago, and I had a had a lot of acne on my face Mm -hmm. and as a young adult it was really difficult to to cope with so um yeah I I struggled to to deal with my acting it was really hard for me to go out of the house without any makeup and just to generally you know deal with everyday life and friendships and and love relationships and everything so um yeah, I started to heal, to look at healing my acne holistically. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one day I stumbled on, on this, um, article on a, on a blog that I was following and, um, it was about Reiki and I had never heard of Reiki before. So, um, it was really interesting. The blogger, the writer was saying, well, you know, after a few Reiki sessions, my fear of acne or my fear of, um, uh, that could get triggered by a simple pimple. pimple all this anxiety mm. completely disappeared. So it was really interesting, but then I didn't really have the money for Reiki. Obviously it's um, it's an expensive therapy. So um, I, just, I just thought, well, you know, um, if I have the opportunity, I'll just pursue it. Otherwise I'll just let it go for now. And a few months later, um, I took my first Reiki course. My landlord was going to take this Reiki one course mm-hmm. and I just tagged along and that's how it all started.
0: And there is not a pimple to be seen.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> but I wonder before we get to that point, um, where you've been cured through Reiki. Had you tried all the traditional sorts of healing? So you've gone and got the creams, and they've been to see the doctor, and he said, "Put this on and put that on, and it'll work." Did you try that as well, or not?
1: I tried it all. Yeah, I really did, and I spent so much money on, you know, going to the pharmacy on all those miracle. Um, treatments and creams and exfoliators and what have you. And what it just did was make my face even more inflamed. And I I just had to come to just use more makeup every day. So I knew that conventional conventional medicine wasn't the answer for me. There was something deeper in my body that needed to be addressed. And... um, Well, there were a lot of things yeah. that needed to be worked on, but, <laughs> but at the very core of the issue was um, that I didn't love myself. And even if I had healed my skin, then I I would have found something else to hate about myself, like my hair or my nose or whatever. Interesting
0: point that you made there, because I guess uh, having the acne one would be uh, depressing in the first place. But is that what made you not love yourself? Or like you said, you, you, why would you almost sound like you're looking for a reason not to love yourself? Is that, is that what happened? <laughs> or?
1: Well... Um I think the self love was um, triggered by many things in you know and what happened in my life, but mm-hmm. um, I guess acne was the manifestation of that um, of that self hatred of that self disgust. you know it's It's like you know the skin is the mirror of of your personality. it's the first thing that people see when they meet you. And, you know, if you, don't want to, um, if you don't want to allow people to get close to you or anything else, then what do you want to do? You just want to hide yourself behind a wall of pimples,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> ironically speaking.
0: I wonder do you think that uh, the average person might think that a person who loves themselves uh, is a bit conceited. Is that, is that how it works? You know, you, we're talking about self-love. How, why would you want to love yourself?
1: <laughs> um, I think that when you love yourself um life changes completely and because self-love or how you think about yourself how you perceive yourself um it's the most important factor in your life it's what determines your life it Mm -hmm. determines your career it determines your relationship it determines your health your spirituality it's the starting point of everything so why wouldn't you wouldn't you love yourself in that regard you know
0: sure um do we need to be consciously aware of that fact that we love ourselves? I mean, most of us get out of bed in the morning, uh, we get dressed, we go to work, we come home, we go to bed. <laughs> and, 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 and between all those bits and pieces, of course, a whole bunch of things happen. But do we need to be conscious of self-love? Or does it just happen naturally?
1: Um, that's a funny question. I think you don't need to be conscious of it. But if you're not happy in your life right now, mm-hmm. then why is that? Um, it's probably because there's this inner voice um, in you that's saying something. You're not worthy of a better job. You're not worthy of having, you know, um, two days off per week. You're not worthy of having enough money to pay your bills. Mm. You're not good enough. And, um, you know, it's something that we may have learned um, from our parents, our friends at school, or very recently.
0: So what did you need to learn to love yourself?
1: I discovered that you know I was doing everything to heal my skin, and I was changing my lifestyle. I was changing my diet. I was changing um, how I how I dealt with um, my stress levels, and um, I was st- I still wasn't happy, and my my skin still wasn't clear. So I needed to address the deepest issue. I really needed to go deep into that, even if I didn't want to, because my uh, biggest wish was to heal my skin. So mm. I I was determined to go to go through this. And I, I discovered that this inner voice I, I just talked about was oh goodness. <laughs> it was awful and it was so mean to me. And it was it was very strange that I that somehow I had caused my own acne, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah.
0: And when you got rid of your acne, did you love yourself then?
1: <laughs> um it happened during the journey, I think. And um I think it's the biggest um biggest move I ever made, the biggest change I ever made. And that's what really made my, my my skin clear. And like I said before, if I hadn't learned to love myself in the process, then I would have found something else, you know, to hate about myself. Like I would have started saving for sure. no surgery or something And it's ridiculous. funny that you can say
0: that because if I can be totally uh, unpolitically correct at this point in time. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, you know, anyone looking at you would say, would see an attractive woman. Uh, you're a sharp dresser. You're obviously intelligent. And I guess there are many people like you out there who are insecure about themselves. But someone looking at you will think, wow, that woman has got it all. Mm. I'd love to be in her shoes.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to um, interviews with, um, you know, movie stars and mm. all those important people that we tend to admire in our world. Mm-hmm. And they all say the same thing, Uh, you know, we admire them and they're pretty Mm. and they're talented and they have lots of money, incredible relationships, beautiful children. What do they say about themselves? Oh my goodness, when I started acting, I was so insecure, I was terrified and that's this big gap. Yeah.
0: That's right. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, when I get up in the morning, look in the mirror, I say, good morning, Mr. Wonderful. Oh, do you do that?
1: No, I don't, but I probably should. It's a wonderful (laughs) idea.
0: So, really, um, we do need to uh, be aware of how we think about ourselves. And that's what you're here for, to make people more aware of what they've got going for themselves. Absolutely.
1: And sometimes it just takes a small step. And when um, clients come to me, they obviously have something they want to work on, like Mm -hmm. a back pain or, I don't know, Uh, arthritis or anything stress and when we start to work on the table when they lie on the table and i start to um transfer reiki then what happens we discover that there's something else deeper and that's causing the issue
0: so your business is broken into two parts you've got the reiki side of your business and then you've got your uh, self-love business but the the two often must come together
1: well reiki is my main tool because yes um (laughs) It sounds ridiculous, but Reiki absolutely helps me and I believe that it absolutely has the potential to help others. Mm-hmm. And, um, obviously, you know, when a, a, a client comes to me, then we have dup—I mean, a first um, talk in the beginning and we talk about what they're here and what they want from this, the Reiki session. And then they're on the table. I give the Reiki session and that's my main element. Mm-hmm. That's how the change happens. That's how the change is triggered. And then we have another debrief afterwards. Is so, Reiki,
0: uh, <laughs> A holistic treatment, does it treat the whole body, or does it just treat the 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 thing that we came in for? <laughs> so, is it a
1: so Reiki has the potential. It can uh, heal anything you like. Mm-hmm. It has the potential too. I'm not going to say no, no. it will.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> because I'm going to get in trouble That's with the law. Call. That's right. <laughs> but what I have found in my Reiki practice is that um, um, you get healing during the Reiki session, maybe not for what you came for. Sure.
0: You're back on Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawks Bay. This is a program called Your Time to Shine. It's new to Radio Kidnappers, and it's going to be here for quite some time. We've got Celine Harlow in the studio. Celine is the host of this show. Uh, before we get back to what we're talking about today, about Reiki and self-love, maybe just give our listeners a bit of a heads-up of what we're going to be talking about over the next few months.
1: Absolutely. So um, my goal for this show is that we're going to um – start changing our lives and I it's my hope that um we're going to bring more self-love and more joy into our lives with simple techniques and simple yeah simple rituals for self-love and change
0: and if we want to come and see you Celine where are you
1: um, I work at the Hiratonga Women's Centre at the moment, mm-hmm. and um, if you want a Reiki session or a Reiki class with me, just go to, web ma- to my website, Sorry, so it's called mydonninglight.com yeah. or just give me a call, so 022-674-7841. Or could
0: I ring the Hiratonga Women's Centre and come and see you there?
1: Absolutely, yeah, I'm here on Thursday afternoon.
0: Now, I said the Hiratonga Women's Centre, does that mean it's only for women?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, well, if I have enough demand for, you know, by male clients, then I can obviously arrange um, to rent a clinic somewhere sure. in taradale something
0: S- but but at the moment it's sort of women only
1: it's my main focus now but obviously i'll see where it goes yes
0: yeah, so you would sort of look at us second class citizens somewhere <laughs> <don't> <laughs> okay now we, we, here we are bantering this word Reiki around like everyone Mm. knows about it. Tell us what Reiki is. I mean, someone who knows nothing about it. We might have heard about it. We think it's a bit of voodoo. What is (laughs) Reiki? What is reiki? Where where did it come from and how long has it been around?
1: All right. It's a big question. So Reiki um, is a body work Mm -hmm. and it helps to um, deal with stress. It helps to induce deep relaxation. That's what most of my Reiki clients say about the Reiki session. And it helps to generally... Just better your well-being. So, yeah.
0: So it's a massage.
1: (laughs) No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) The client remains fully closed during the session. And so Reiki means um, universal life force energy. So Ki sounds like Chi or Prana. Mm -hmm. So it's that energy that permeates everything.
0: Yep. Yeah. Okay. Talk us through uh, a session. So uh, your client turns up. They come and say, "I've come for a Reiki session." What happens then?
1: <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, we have a chat. So um, I make they f- make them fill in a form, and that really helps them to just, oh, why am I here? What do I want from the session? And that really helps us to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then after this first talk, we um, I ask the client to lie on the on a massage table, a regular massage table fully (laughs) closed they're not going to receive a massage and um i just get them to focus on their breathing and if they're stressed or just to focus on the areas of tension in the body and while they do that i give an energy transfer Mm. or what we call reiki and um they might feel release of tension or Mm -hmm. heat or tingling or cold or sometimes a little bit twitching and um, quite often some snoring as well or tummy rumbling all those things after the session we have a debrief and hmm.
0: and do you talk to them all the time? And sort—is of, it a little bit like a, a hypnotherapy type thing <laughs> where you're sort of soothing them with what you're talking to them about? Or?
1: There's no need for it unless the client is really stressed. I don't mm-hmm. need to talk, and unless they want to talk to me, I I don't have anything to say. It's really just about allowing the body to completely relax and completely allow Reiki to flow through the body. And there's often a the resistance during the first session, and I think it's okay, mm-hmm. but um. If they don't feel safe on the table, then they sure. will not receive Reiki and it will not have the same benefits for them. So it's really about building this trust between the practitioner and the client for change to happen.
0: So let me get this right. So I come along and we lie on the table, and you don't quite lay your hands on me, but you hold your hands above my body. Is that what happens?
1: I can put my hands on or over the body. It doesn't make a difference to the efficiency of the treatment. And um, but you I'll- don't
0: just say, "Go and lie on the table." I got some reports to write. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that wouldn't be very ethical. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> But, yeah, I'll just put my hands on various areas of the body on or over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what you usually feel is a lot of heat coming through my hands.
0: And so I can feel that. I can sort of Absolutely. feel the heat coming from you.
1: Actually, just last week I had a client who came to me for a first session, and it was fascinating. Um Her body received so much energy and my body was, I literally was having a fever of rake energy and the heat coming through my hand was crazy. And at the end of the session, she reported that she completely felt it and and she couldn't stop talking about it, about the heat coming through Mm. my hands into her body. It was incredible.
0: Do you find that it takes maybe more than one session to become receptive to it? I mean, an old skeptic like myself, I'm saying, (laughs) yeah, sure thing. Um, But but are certain people more receptive to it than, than others, for instance? Like, I might might suggest to you that people who are going to come along and see you, they're probably um, of that kind of thinking that, you know, they think that Reiki is great. They think that acupuncture is great. They mm. think that um, eating vegetables is actually good for you. <laughs> are those people easier to work with?
1: Um, because
0: they already think that this is going to help me anyway, and it does.
1: Reiki is not a magic pill. It's not no. a cure for everything, and I wish it was, <laughs> but it isn't. And um, what often happens is that um, someone comes to me and then the person recommends me to other people. And so the person comes with expectations, mm-hmm. but also this uh, willingness to receive what the friend has already received. Yeah. So there's this openness and this um, readiness to receive in the body. And that makes it really um, its just really easy to work with Reiki and the client at that in, in this time. But then, yeah, some people come and they just want to experience Reiki, but they're not really... I'm open to it mm-hmm. because of, you know, our upbringing, our upbringing and obviously energy healing is super weird. <laughs> yes,
0: That's right. Yeah. That's what most people actually think, but Absolutely. you're right for saying it. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, well, I'll just say to those people as you know, like be open to the experience. I'm not trying to convince you that Reiki is working. Mm. It's not my job. And if you don't want to come after the first session, I'm fine with it. And it might not be for you, but just uh, come to the session with an open mind and allow this trust to be built between me and you. And we'll see what happens.
0: Now, also, you've been you've spoken on radio kidnaps before about uh, what you do, and and I think the thing that you stressed in your other interview was that Reiki is complementary to other forms of treatment.
1: Absolutely, you're
0: not saying that it's the be all and the end, or you're saying that it's part of a whole bunch of other stuff.
1: Absolutely, and um, yeah, it's best used as a complementary therapy. Mm-hmm. So if you su- suffer from depression and anxiety, Reiki. Um, will not be your cure, and it's best to go see a psychologist sure. along. And if the psychologist is happy for me to give Reiki to you, then I'll do that. Yeah. But I'll, if you know you go to the hospital for to to treat um, can, your cancer, then um, I have to ask the hospital permission to give you Reiki because it will change how your body sure. responds.
0: And once we come and have a treatment with you. Uh, like, could you give us homework? So, uh, so, so like, if you go home and do this, uh, you know, this will help you until the next time you come back and have another treatment.
1: Absolutely. And the homework is really the most important part of the session. Mm. So what we do during the Reiki session is simply initiate the change and give you like an energy boost, like a cup of coffee to just um, do what you need to do and what you haven't found the strength to do yet. So um, the homework is essential yes. <laughs> to the reiki session and it will usually involve um, breath work or meditation or walking in nature very easy um, exercises that'll just help you to connect to yourself deeper
0: okay i'm an old school guy and uh <laughs> can you believe that <laughs> and when i go to the doctor if i you know if, I, uh, if i've got a, a frozen shoulder and it's quite painful he might say to me take this tremor you're going to feel better and I know if I'm going to take a tramadol, I'm going to feel better. <laughs> My expectation of any treatment that I have is that when I get home, either almost immediately or certainly by the next day, I'm going to start feeling better. Is that how I'm going to feel when I have a, not not for a frozen shoulder, obviously, but if I come along and have a, a Reiki session for, say, it's just say so I've got mild depression, come along. Am I going to start feeling better almost immediately?
1: I like your questions. They're super hard. <laughs> <laughs> But they're asked with an open mind, so I appreciate that. Um, I can't promise anything. What I'll give you during the session is my 100% attention Mm -hmm. and all my knowledge and my experience of Reiki to give you the best experience possible. But ultimately, the change comes from within. If you're not ready to um, move on or to... Allow your depression to heal because sometimes we allow diseases diseases to stay in us because they serve a purpose, yeah. and um, or they're here for a time being and then they can go away. But now is not the time, so I'll do my best, yeah. and you will do your best, Absolutely. and we'll see what happens.
0: Now I guess that um, you're setting yourself up as a um, a practitioner of of, of Reiki and uh, of you know telling us all about self love and how to how to love ourselves better. But I wonder. Are you doing what anyone can do or do you have a qualification? So when I come and see you, you can say to me, look, here's, here, I have studied to do this or (laughs) could I hang up my shingle and say, yeah, come along see me and I can do, I can, I can fix you up. Have you, are you qualified? So we come along and we know (laughs) we're in good, we're in good hands. You know what I mean? Or, Or are you just some sort of quack?
1: I am absolutely qualified (laughs) to practice Reiki and uh, certified as well. I belong to Reiki NZ, which is an official um, Reiki organization in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done all the trainings possible for Reiki.
0: (laughs) It's it's good for us to know that, isn't
1: it? It is absolutely good. And you need to know who your practitioner Mm, is. Absolutely. Because the Reiki trainings are not... um, it's it's not official, and every practitioner, every teacher, does what they want to do. So you absolutely need to know who your practitioner is and how they've trained and what they, how much they've how long they've practiced and how much experience they have, because you need to have that trust. Mm-hmm. And if you don't trust me, then Reiki will not work, and you might have a terrible experience.
0: <laughs> Indeed. And on that, uh, it's, we have unfortunately run out of time. So, just remind our listeners: we want to come and see you, Salim. We want to get some uh, treatment. F- or some uh, therapy from you, or we want to talk to you about how we can improve our lives. Where are you? How do we do it?
1: Perfect. So, at the moment, I work at the Hirotong, Women's center on Thursday afternoon, mm-hmm. and um, if you want to a Reiki session or a Reiki class with me, if you want to do that, then just go to my website, mydawninglight.com, and um, well, it's best to say that if you're a man and you want a Reiki session with me, then it's possible. And I, I want to say this and I want to see your face when I say it. <laughs> Reiki can be given um remotely. It can be a remote oh, session.
0: Can it really? <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Well, thanks for uh being in the hot seat today and we'll be back same time, same place next time with more questions about Reiki and self love, won't we?
1: Thank you. Awesome.
0: This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a volunteer-based community access station. For more information, go to www.radiokidnappers.org.nz Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this program available through funding the Access Internet Radio Project.